If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, hello, everyone. And thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. This is episode number 273, World Events. Hamas attacks Israel. Information about Israel you've never heard, and the real reason why Israel is being attacked. I just first of all wanted to say, I'm sorry about this episode, uh, that it's not going to be Oregon Matters. Uh, that's what I usually do on Wednesdays, I know, but something occurred here in the world that I felt I just just couldn't wait until Friday, so here it is. Right out of the gate, I want to let you know that I'm going to be saying some very controversial and unorthodox things about the state of Israel. So if you are a Jewish person or even if you're not Jewish, I guarantee you this is something you probably have never heard in your lifetime. And I only ask if you would never listen to any broadcast I ever do again, that if you will have the courage to listen to this, I will absolutely applaud you, because you are being a true mensch. So here goes. Now, I wanted to start off by saying that if I was a journalist, especially if I worked for a big-name outfit, well, I wouldn't say what I'm about to say because I would fully expect to be fired for doing so. Fortunately for you, I don't work for a big-name media company, and I'm not even a journalist, so as a consequence... I feel free to say just about whatever the fuck I please. And if you try to uh, accuse me of being anti-Semitic, take that suppressive, emotionally manipulative, victimization bullshit somewhere else. Because I ain't buying it. And to an increasing extent, neither is the rest of the world. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever actually been, and I'm stipulating like in the last few years, to Israel? I have. And it ain't pretty. Security cameras everywhere. Armed military presence everywhere. And the average Jewish citizen can be unpleasant to try to talk to because they are hyper-stressed often bordering on paranoid, which is really unfortunate because it really doesn't have to be this way. 
And if, on the other hand, you happen to have been such an awfully shitty person in your previous life, and I'm guessing that Benjamin Netanyahu must have been a dung beetle in his previous life, that on the next turn of the karmic wheel, you happen to be reborn and living your new life in Israel. You simply wouldn't understand how abnormal your life is compared to many places in the rest of the world and this particular critique, America. Because unless you're wealthy enough to travel, that is to say, to get out of that bleak, waterless, hyper-militarized, and surface of Mars Orwellian mindfuck you refer to as the state. And when I'm speaking states, it's only about the size of New Jersey in the U.S. You have nothing to compare it to. So for your own benefit, don't be knee-jerk, nationalistically reactionary. Just try to remain calm and listen. I get it. I understand the cause of your inane nationalism and provincialism. Hell, if I grew up in that environment, I'm pretty certain I would be the same way myself. I just wanted you to know how simultaneously anxious yet confused you come across. You're like someone simultaneously using cocaine and LSD. For example, a family who lives in Idiotville, Arkansas, here in the U.S., who has never been or experienced any fucking place other than their own town in their dull, unchallenging, and unthinking town, living a depressing existence that they call a life often believes it to be the alpha and omega of every place here on planet fucking earth. Fuck going to the Bahamas or the Bimini Islands. When I hit the lottery, we're moving to Idiotville, Arkansas, baby. So listen here, my blissfully unaware Hebrew friend. Here are some harsh realities concerning the state of Israel you need to know. That is, if you are even the least bit concerned about the world's objective opinion of the 1984 Orwellian nightmare you call home. In the state of Israel, it is mandatory that every Israeli citizen as long as they meet the psychological and physical requirements, register and spend some time in the Israeli army. There are exceptions to this, though, and one of them are Orthodox Jews. This has been a very heated contention amongst Jews for many years because, in the case of Orthodox Jews, or perhaps is it, I don't know, Orthodox Jews? I'm not really certain. But anyway... They're able to get around this uh, requirement simply because they don't recognize the state of Israel. Okay. Now, this really pisses off many progressive Jewish citizens of the state because while the Orthodox are exempt from military service, 
they still accept and receive social benefits from the state. Now, I can see where this could certainly be a point of contention, because the net effect is that the Orthodox crowd expects the benefits of the state of Israel, such as food, housing, and even financial support, but feel no obligation to the state because they don't recognize it. This, to me, is akin to a friend or relative that wants to live in your house rent-free, pay no bills, and offer no assistance to do anything helpful for the household. And unfortunately, is quite common here in the U.S. today. But that is an internal affair of a Jewish customs and culture. Well, personally, I don't support those kinds of parasitic ideas or values, which I believe in reality are nothing more but smoke and mere excuses for entitlement bullshit. And I would put such people out on their entitled orthodox ass without hesitation, but say, it's an Israeli thing and that's just my two cents worth. My main point of contention, though, is with a certain negative aspect of Judaism itself. This is something that has been seldom, if ever, pointed out. It is much like the proverbial 300-pound gorilla in the room at a cocktail party that everyone at the party clearly sees, but is scared to death to mention. Yet it is this negative aspect that is the central core of the state of Israel's problems. You see, this problem even supersedes the official recognition of the state of Israel in 1948. But Jewish people either fail to see it or choose to act in complete denial of it. Yet its roots go back to that whole God's chosen people thing, which has been made very clear to be not only a keystone of Jewish faith, but their collective life ideology as well. Now, I happen to believe that, uh, you see, just as, you know, any building that has a severe flaw in its foundation, the state of Israel is inherently unstable. And eventually, regardless of how much external support it receives, such as its huge financial and military support, that has had from the United States for many years, it will eventually collapse. The problem that I'm talking about is the same now as it's been for thousands of years. The unabashed, narcissistic feelings of superiority and an elitist disposition of the Jewish people. The truth is, that prior to 1948, Jews didn't really have a homeland for 2,000 years. Now, let that sink in. 2,000 fucking years is a long time to not have a homeland. Leading a basically nomadic lifestyle, but never really being able to fully integrate into other kingdoms or societies, or 
if they were somehow able to create their own homeland, never being able to keep it for any significant amount of time. This is not just my opinion or hyperbole. This is historical fact. Now, I don't claim in any way, not at all, to be a scholar. And I sure as hell don't claim to be an expert in Jewish history. But I feel I do know enough about human social systems and a bit of sociology. And from what I've learned and what I know, generally speaking, one huge requirement of successfully integrating into groups of people is that in order for that to be successful, you have to have a certain quality that people recognize and have been doing so ever since, well, forever. They have to like you. And generally speaking, people will tolerate a fair bit, but they absolutely hate malignant narcissism. Case in point, uh, Judaism's incessant God's chosen people narrative. My supposition is that humans really haven't changed very much in the last few thousand years. And the more people I have to live close to or interact with, such as uh, a dysfunctional narrative, then, as now, non-Jews really get sick of it. So they collectively, if necessary, kicked them out of their cities or destroyed their kingdoms, forcing them to start wandering through the desert yet again as clans and tribes, simply because they got sick of them. In my lifetime, I have known some very intimately quite a few Jewish people, some of them what you would call very, you know, liberal and some of them, well, quite conservative. Okay. But I noticed a reoccurring theme amongst practically all of them. To one degree or another, elitism. I knew several guys, for example, that dated Jewish women. But inevitably, when the relationship became much more serious, as in talking marriage, the men were told in no uncertain terms that not only was it going to be a Jewish wedding, but they would in fact have to convert to Judaism first. Gee, I don't suppose that even sounds remotely elitist, does it? When someone, an academic attempting to overwhelm me with word salad, is trying to convince me as though it's a legitimate excuse, that they're being elitist or acting like a pretentious asshole because it's part of their culture, especially if it's their expectation, and that is that I subjugate my intelligence and convert me to their religion, I say, fuck you. And apparently, many other people in this world tend to agree with me. Since 1948, Jewish people have had no homeland, they had no state, 
And it wasn't until the Allied powers arbitrarily decided to create such a state after World War II. Even though that state, which up until around 1917 was part of the Ottoman Empire, was forcibly taken away from the Arabs and the Palestine was divided east and west. Which explains why the Arabs and Palestinians, of course, haven't exactly been happy campers, and they never will ever since. So the current state of affairs in Israel is that they are more or less surrounded by enemies, enemies with long memories. And no matter what amount of twisted historical facts Jewish politicians, academics, or professors of Jewish history present to justify the current state of Israel, it's simply not true. The current state of Israel is, by definition, uh, it's an unethical and illegal forced occupation. And if there was any real justice in the world, Benjamin Netanyahu should be tried as a war criminal, not only for the terrible treatment and subjugation of the Palestinian people, but ironically, the subjugation and killing of thousands of Jewish people. Yes, that's right, Jewish people, over his long and corrupt leadership. And I don't consider it any stretch of the imagination that in a different time and a different place, he would have made Adolf Eichmann proud. In conclusion, as far as the terrorist actions of Hezbollah that have killed over 1,200 people so far, men, women, and children in Israel this week, of course, that, that is terrible. No rational person would say otherwise. But what also needs to be said is if you take into account over 40 years of absolute subjugation of the Arabs and Palestinians, you can't even begin to make an equivalent comparison of death and terror. Actions such as what was just committed by Hamas against Israel do not occur in a vacuum and the instantaneous hate campaigns in the Israeli news media and their ever-obedient servants, the American news media, again, I am not saying what happened is a good thing, but I am simply saying that it is something called retribution. It's not as though the Palestinians or Hamas simply woke up one day and said, hey, we're really bored today. There's really nothing much to do. Let's hurl a bunch of missiles at Israel and kill a whole lot of people. Yeah, that sounds like fun. This is the unrelenting narrative not only being pushed by Israel, of course, but their strategic buddies in the U.S. The overarching idea is that the Arabs and Palestinians are less than human. They are, in fact, animals, and it is for that reason alone that they are terrorists, whereas Israel has 
only shown the Arabs and Palestinians since the state started in 1948 love and kindness only to be stabbed in the back. Of course, there is an additional irony here. <laughs> because it just so happens that is exactly what Adolf Hitler and the Nazis did to the Jews. And I mean exactly. To present themselves as the victims and the Jews as evil vermin who had stabbed them in the back at every opportunity and therefore you know, the Nazis, they have, uh, they have the, I'm sorry, Israel would have no choice. They must be annihilated. So, I find it very ironic indeed that for a people whose signature statement is never forget, yet seeming to have done so themselves so completely. But I suppose the rest of us are to simply forgive and forget all of that. I mean, after all, they are God's chosen people. Until next time, this is Ernest reminding you that there are no bad words, just bad actions. Take care. <laughs>